Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get podcasts. You're listening to all of it on WNYC. I'm Allison Stewart. Today we're looking back on 2021 when films kept us company and helped us get away from, you know, things. So we wanted to revisit one of the most engaging interviews I had this year, which was about a movie that was actually a very serious movie. But it was clear that Oscar-nominated actor Riz Ahmed and director-slash-halal-butcher Bassam Tariq had a great time making this film together. The movie is called Mogul Mowgli, and it was co-written by Ahmed and Tariq, which makes sense because the protagonist of the film is a rapper, just like Ahmed. Ahmed plays Zed, an up-and-coming rapper whose lyrics are powerful and political. His verses talk about colonialism, racism, and his experiences as a Brit of Pakistani descent. But as his girlfriend points out to him, Zed spends a lot of time rapping about where he is from and very little time with his family back in the UK. Zed is a stage name. His real name is Zahir. Zed is about to land a big break when a debilitating medical condition stops him in his tracks and forces him to finally confront issues of identity and family that he has long been avoiding. Mogul Mowgli is available to rent through video on demand. I began my conversation with Riz Ahmed and Bassam Tariq by asking Bassam if he had the idea for this film before Riz joined. Yeah, I think every step of the way Riz and I have been working on this together. We did a little trip to Pakistan and there I saw how he processes the world through verse. So I was like, anything we work on, it needs to bring his music to life. So that was kind of how, how I saw it from the start. Riz, what was it about Bassam's work or vibe that made you want to collaborate with him, especially on a project that does have a bit of a, a personal element to it? I mean, Bassam has a very unique vibe. You maybe can't tell it talk, talking to him over the phone, but the first time I met the guy, he was at his butcher's shop. He's got a butchery in uh, Manhattan. And I'm over there and I'm, you know, I'm go- usually when you go to meet a director for, a, they call it a general meeting, you meet at a cafe, you know, everyone orders lattes, you sit around, <laughs> do some pretentious chat. You go in to meet Bassam, he's there like taking a meat cleaver to like beef ribs, like barely looking up and just like, you know, serving people their, uh, their, their chicken drumsticks and whatever. And every now and again, throwing a comment about, nah, I didn't like this movie, but you should check out this movie. And I just thought this is just an interesting, unpretentious, down-to-earth guy He's from a working-class background like me. We've got similar experiences. I can trust this dude. And so mm-hmm. I know that we can go to a really, really raw, honest, personal place. And I don't have to stop to explain stuff to him. And so, you know, we became friends. We knew we were going to collaborate. And, you know, that's, that's kind of how it happened. Basama, you, you mentioned that, that trip to Pakistan. What was an element of that trip, something you saw or experienced and you felt that you knew had to make it in, into the film? Oh, it was a few things. Uh, we, we actually saw these wrestlers, and, and Riz can be, even speak about it in a way I think a lot better than I can, but, but there's this like, ancient wrestling style. It's been around for over like 500 years in, in uh, Pakistan and India where these men wear these like 
beautiful kind of floral songs and just mm-hmm. kick ass in the sand. And we were just like, this is so powerful. And, and you know, th- there's also an element of like, of, of like this, this other part of our culture that we don't know how to grasp and how it's kind of giving us this big visceral hug and we want out of it. So that's kind of an element mm-hmm. that we brought into one of these hallucinations in the film. But yeah, I think that was one of the things that, that kind of inspired, but also just musically as well. Like I think we got this energy and this kind of, this dusty kind of quality to the film. And I think so much of that came with just what we experienced in Karachi and Mohor. Riz, did you want to dive in there and follow up? Yeah, I think, yeah, Bassam puts it really well. You know, as you were summarizing the film before, it's like this film in many ways is, is about a dance between you and where you're from. Mm-hmm. about you and your home it's, you know it's it's almost that wrestling match like you said you know at points in that wrestling match it looks like one dude's just trying to give the other dude a hug but the other dude just does not want to hug <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's that's sometimes our relationship with home and family and where we're from right at the one point it makes us who we are um you know it inspires us it fuels us our roots are what we grow from but the, our roots also sometimes kind of just you know keep pulling us back down into the soil they they sometimes keep us stuck to one spot. And, and in many ways, this movie is about that push and pull between us and where we're from, us and our family. You know, you can't live with them, you can't live without them. And, and um, you know, our work takes me and Bassam around the world. And, and a lot of time we feel like, man, we're doing this for our, for our family, for our people, and, you know, to represent and to you know, improve their lives. And, and yet, hang on a minute, it's like, dude, like, did they ask you to do this? They just want you to call them, man. They just want you to go, like, actually see them. It's like, no, nah, I can't do that because then I actually have to deal with them and, like, deal with myself. And, you know, the pandemic made a lot of us have to go home and deal with ourselves and sit with ourselves. In many ways, I think people relate to this film because Zed's experience is similar to what so many experienced in the pandemic, you know. You're there doing your workaholic, ambitious thing. Suddenly a health crisis forces you to go home and, and you know, reassess what really matters. My guests are Bassam Tariq and Riz Ahmed. We're talking about their new film, Mogul Mowgli. I want to follow up on that identity idea, Riz. You know, there's a lot of conversation around Zed's name. His name is Zahir. He's got the Zed name, the stage name of Zed. So how much of the Zed-Zahir thing going on is more than just code switching for this man? Mm. I mean, let me take my name, for example. So everyone calls me Riz. My stage name is Riz. It's Riz Ahmed. You know... And yet, my real name is Rizwan. No one calls me Rizwan. Like, literally no one. My parents don't call me Rizwan. They call me this other nickname, you know. Um, it's kind of a weird nickname they got for me. Everyone in my community, in my hood where I grew up, they all call me that nickname. Then when I went to, like, private school, over there they use your last name. So everyone just calls me, calls me Ahmed at school, which was super weird. And by the time I go to university, it's like, all right, am I going to repronounce, get people to really pronounce my name right when they get confused? And they're like, what, is it Reese? Is it Chris? What did you say? What? Mm-hmm. You just go, you know, it's, it's Riz. Just say Riz. And it's simple. And in, on the one hand, I kind of think, you know, that's just evolution. That's integration. It's like the UK, where I'm from, is, is, a, is a country full of people called Bob, Tim, John, Dave. Why not also Riz? You know, you mm-hmm. add Riz to that pantheon of names. It's, it's kind of stretching British culture. That's cool. But also, I've kind of left part of myself at the door. There's a part of myself, my deep self, my inherited self, that I'm not connecting with, you know. And I'm almost scared of a name like Rizwan and all the history and weight that it carries. So I think, yes, part of it is just code switching for others. But when you code switch for others, 
you lose touch with a part of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I'm realizing more and more the older I get. And I um, think that's the journey that Zed goes on as well. Let's talk about the title, <laughs> Mogul Mowgli. Uh, it's from a track. It's from a track of one of, of Riz's songs. How does, how does the name apply to Zed? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the funny thing with the title is, like, it's, it's a few things, I think. One is the, the Mughal Empire is that kind of what we believe we inherit or, or what we think we come from. And there's this idea that we were part of this beautiful multicultural empire that was the largest at one point and decadent or whatever. And then there is the, then I guess perhaps the reality of what we've also inherited is Rudyard Kipling's Jungle Book Mowgli, who's a feral child, that's like Mm -hmm. trying to mimic other people and trying to figure out where he fits in. So it's always a question of where the hell are we? Are we are we the Mughals or are we Mowgli? And and then there's also the track that Riz has, which is so good. It's everyone should listen to it. Um, It's from his album that he did with uh, uh, Sweatshop Boys called Half Mogul, Half Mowgli. And, you know, I didn't want to call the movie that in the beginning because I felt like uh, it's a bit, like, on the nose and it feels like, you know, whatever. But 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 the funny thing was we just called our WhatsApp group Mogul Mowgli and it just <laughs> kind of stuck. And so, you know, I'm going to be, i just tell any, like, filmmakers out there, just just be careful what you name your WhatsApp group. But, but it also mm. became the North Star. It, it, it gave us a compass and, and a sense of what, of what we were tackling and what we were dealing with. Riz, when you were writing lyrics for this film, were you writing them as co-writer of the film in service to the script, or were you writing as you would as, as a musician and a rapper? No, it was a conversation. It was a back and forth. So, for example, there's, um, you know, just for people who are trying to work out, like, what the hell is this film? I mean, good question. If you if you can work it out, let us know. Um, but it's kind of like got a, it's a, got a musical element to it. It's got a horror element to it. Not too scary, but it's kind of, you know, mm. some supernatural vibes. It's got a big comedy element to it. It's a family drama. And so, yeah, you're right. Like, how do you fit the music into this, this rich patchwork? I've got to be honest, I didn't want to make Zed's character a rapper. I thought mm. that's too close to home, but by some... Basam coming from a documentary background, he was like, now we're going to make this as real as possible. Don't worry, we're going to go to some really surreal, magical, fictional places, but we've got to ground it in something truthful. So he's going to be a rapper. I'm like, all right, well, we've got to now write his raps. He goes, no, no, we're going to use your raps. It's like, what? He's like, yeah, 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 you're playing this character called Zed. Before you know it, he's got me on stage as me performing my raps. So he kind of tricked me into it, but a lot of the, a lot of the music in the film is is my music, which later came out on an album called The Long Goodbye. Um, having said that, there's also some very particular scenes where Basam was like, "Yo, I need you to write something for this scene. This is a scene when, um, for example, the scene in question when with his um, girlfriend, and he's just thinking about what matters to him more. Is it, is it the love that she is offering him?" Um, and, and, and the real connection of, of, you know, intimate love? Or is it actually trying to leave behind an artistic legacy and his ambition? And of course, you know, where he's at emotionally at the start of the film, he chooses ambition over love. And so it's almost like a soliloquy or a spoken word piece, which we wrote specifically for the film. But there's a lot of, yeah, kind of back and forth and blurring of, of reality and where the film starts and where the, you know, Riz's music finishes. We actually have that clip that you were just describing when he says, love will make me lose myself. Let's take a listen to it. This is from the film Mogul Mowgli. We weren't born to be loved. 
They keep puddles at us, made rubble of us, and said that we're too dirty to love. We ain't worthy to love. That's why I'm built to prove myself. And it's not just to get paid late in the Porsche to cover feature all the divas, golf course and awards. More than that, I want to shine, climb the peak, feel the force of each fist stop like a beacon dip on my torch and be immortal. My love, legacies, outlive love. Our puppies for summer, yeah? My aunt's for all time. Sounds a little bit like Shakespeare when you hear it without without the visuals. That's amazing. My guests are uh, Riz Ahmed and Hassan Tariq. We are talking about the new film Mogul Mowgli. You guys have mentioned a couple of times, you talked about what the film looks like and these hallucinations we get, this mashup between fantasy and memory and history. And sometimes there's not really a clear distinction. I will tell a true story. I had friends said, oh, I got the screener. I got a, I'm, like, I'm excited to interview these writers and director and actor. And they came over and we had a couple drinks and I started to watch a movie and I said, I can't drink anymore as <laughs> I'm watching this movie. <laughs> I'm like, I have to, whoa, what is happening in front of me? Um, so I'm curious, Bassam, as you thought about weaving together all of this different fantasy, memory, and history, what did you want us to go with the ride of it? Do you want? Did you want us to to be a little confused, not sure what begins and what ends? Yeah, um, I think uh, we we made a decision. Um, we committed to kind of like the the way we filmed everything was it's quite pedestrian actually. It's very unassuming and and that was on purpose because we we wanted it all to kind of feel like it's it's fluid and and it's a bit scary when you decide to do that because then these aberrations or these departures you're not sure if because we're not stylistically or indicating it with our hands or you know doing like oh now you know it's like it's it's so subtle the the changes that mm. um you know but 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 I think that that also just comes from uh, in Sufism, in like, you know, which is the, the spiritual science of Islam, mm -hmm. there's this idea that when you are ill, you have veils lifted from you, and it's a form of purification. So that was something that we were trying to keep in mind of like, oh, wow, so it's like, as, as you know, as, as you are ill, you, you are taken to these moments and these visions of things of your past or your mm -hmm. past self or, or, or memories of, of other people or, or, or of your own family members. So I think there was just something in that that we wanted to link back. And I think Riz and I were reading a lot about epigenetics inherited trauma mm -hmm. and um and then we thought like what does it look like if your body is is literally having this battle on a molecular level this identity crisis on a molecular level so that was how i think we were looking at it as well so both like at a metaphysical mm -hmm. and like kind of a biological way as well there's a figure that visits zed and it's it's a figure it's a man with a flower veil covering his face toba Singh. um why are you laughing like who made this film? <laughs> we can talk about it. It sounds insane. It sounds. It sounds so ridiculous. This is a crazy sounding film. Promise it's not that crazy, guys. Promise. But, but yeah. So, but, yeah tell us, Abbas, I'm gonna let you go. Tell us what Toba Texing is reference to. Uh, it's it's a lot of things. So <laughs> it's like a short story. Uh, written by Salad Hassan Mando. It's only two pages long. I think everyone should read it. It's, it's great. But I'm not going to get into the short story. But what, what I will say is that the it's it, it's almost like if, if the illness was brought to life, the trauma was brought to life, what would it look like or be like? I think that's one way to look at it. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Riz speaks to it so much better and, and, and uh, like more eloquently. I don't know. Riz, you want to add no, no. anything? 
going to try to divide by some um, because listen, we've got this movie where you've got a guy who's sick and he's in hospital this whole time, mm. and it's like, how do you dramatize that? How do you really bring that to life? And and just to be clear, you know, look, Zed is really sick. He's kind of inherited uh, so much of the movies about, like I said, you know, that do- put that push and pull, that dance with you and where you're from, and so that means he's inherited certain kind of, you know. Uh, gifts and curses let's say you know he's inherited this rich culture you know of qawali music from pakistan that actually whether he knows it or not is kind of the ancestor to his rapping but he's also inherited you know this genetic condition and this sense of kind of dislocation and tobatek singh um this character who's who's kind of dressed in um in a kind of traditional groom's outfit in many ways he he encapsulates that whole inheritance you know on the one hand he's kind of embodies that illness um that Zed is suffering on the other hand he uh, and and also that sense of dislocation mm-hmm. um as Basam said Tobatek Singh is itself a short story that we reference and it's all about someone who's pushed out of India and Pakistan and has to make their home in no man's land so that sense of dislocation that Zed feels as a British Pakistani his father felt as a you know, someone pushed out between India and Pakistan. So Tobatek Singh is, is in his inheritance of dislocation and illness, but also of creativity. Creativity is so often inspired by that sense of dislocation and not fitting in and not belonging. So it, again, it's that, he's, he's the gift and the curse. That was my conversation with actor and writer Riz Ahmed and writer and director Bassam Tariq about their film Mogul Mowgli. It's available to rent now on video on demand. Up next, another one of our favorite film interviews of the year. Director Todd Stevens and actor Udo Kier discuss their film, Swan Song, about a retired hairdresser who escapes from his nursing home. That's after a quick break. Stay with us. <laughs> 